Kid Tested. Mother Approved. I'm the Kid Ruben. I'm the Mom Dawn. And this week we are doing a uh, themed episode based on another podcast that has been giving us a lot of uh, publicity and just attention. And that is what, Mom? The Wizard and the Bruiser. Mom gave me this look like, I, I totally forgot. I, I've been saying it all day to practice. And the people that are on the podcast. Yes, the Wizard and the Bruiser. Are Holden. Hi, Holden. And Jake. Hi, Jake. Jake, if you don't do a Snorks episode. <laughs> I didn't J- say that. Jake, look you. at my mother. No, don't. My mother, my mother wants a Snorks episode. No, I don't. She says, no. Reuben, Reuben, oh. when will Jake Young talk about the Snorks? No, we don't want that. I could think of things they should talk about, but not the Snorks. Why not the Snorks? About 80s videos. How about no. Rick Springfield? Okay, How n- about... Rick, no. <laughs> not going to do a Wizard and the Bruiser about Rick Springfield. Well, so, anyway, I could be their guest. No. Not gonna, anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry. No. Uh, we're not gonna, Mom just made a motion like, cut that part out. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, this week, uh, what we did is Mom watched Holden's favorite movie. I did. And I watched Jake's favorite movie. Uh, and Mom, am I at first or are you at You're first? You're first. I'm first. I watched Jake's favorite movie, Pacific Rim. Uh, I love Pacific Rim. Which is funny. I, I talked about it last episode. I don't like Godzilla. Right. I have been given so much flack for not liking Godzilla. Right. I didn't like the 2015 movie. I don't think I've seen it. It's fine. I don't like most Godzilla. Okay. I love King Kong. Okay. And I like all the other monsters. So it's something about Godzilla you don't like. And I want to. I okay. want to love Godzilla. I wanted to love the 2015 movie. I just... Didn't. Eh. That's I, okay. I... Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. What it, but so anyway, so this is a movie about giant kaiju and giant robots fighting. Okay, so for those of you that don't know what kaiju was, because I kept calling it an alien movie because I didn't want to watch an alien movie. It's not really an yeah. alien. It's, I'm going to interrupt you. That's but fine. you're I don't sure care. thing. Um, it's totally a throwback to the 70s it is monster movie. It's absolutely done as a love letter to that stuff. And Yeah, because we used to, my brother and I used to watch it. It's abs- um, I mean that that's all this mo- that's all this movie is. Right. It, it, it's, it's a love letter to the 70s. It's funny cuz it's 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 both a love letter to 70s monster movies mm-hmm. but also Japanese robot anime. Definitely. I could that, see that too. It was, it's, you know yeah. the Gurren Lagann and the, I don't even know. Right. I I think that's an robot anime right. but like the yeah all those big ones of Gundam right. and right. we need multiple pilots and that kind of stuff. Well, and this podcast is also a little different because you and I watched. Yeah, we watched both them both movies, movies, and we watched them together. Because but we didn't talk about it. No, we well a little bit, but like with Reservoir Dogs, uh, we just watched it because I mean we were just gonna do it anyway. I was like, let's just watch Reservoir Dogs now, and then we had time, so I was like, let's just watch Pacific Rim now. Just which was fun because I like when we both have seen it. Yeah, especially even with this one because I know you haven't seen Pacific Rim. No, I had not. So there. I was like, I'm going to talk for half an hour, and you're going to go, that's neat. Okay. Um, no, but I, so I absolutely love Pacific Rim. It's fun. It and, is fun. And, and, and we'll talk about this, and we probably will do a little bit of crossover even now. We talked about this. Pacific Rim is fun. Reservoir Dogs was, in my opinion, don't want to give away your opinion. My opinion, it's good. Where Pacific Rim is good and fun, but Reservoir Dogs isn't really a fun movie, whereas like... Completely agree. Pacific Rim is a movie you get a bunch of people over. Like, you want to go watch the robot fight movie? Yes. This is like... And the robots are given names. 
Gypsy Danger. They're all very like cool names. They give the the kaiju code names Knife Head. But even like Alicia and I were talking, which one's your favorite? Well, I like the gorilla looking one. Oh, I like this. Well, I like that. And it's all right. the the kaiju. So the the giant monsters have very specific looks. To yes. me, they don't look like each other, even though no, it's explained they're clones and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so let's just talk about the plot of the movie. Okay. Uh, generic in a good way. Yeah. Very straightforward. Yeah. Very, like, cut and dry, okay? So it starts with two pilots. Okay, let's first got to talk about how you pilot a Jaeger. You can, a Jaeger is the, what's, what's a Jaeger? It's the robot. Okay, great, yeah. It's Isn't that ro- what it was? It was a robot, and it had two people in it that were the controllers. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's what it was. Because, I, I mean, I was kind of, like, being like, well, Jaeger is, like, German for, like, Yeah, more. great. It's the robot. It so, fights the bad monsters. Yes. So the Jaegers, <laughs> and due to the technology that they have, two people need to be piloting a Jaeger. But they have to be drift compatible, which means that they have to be able to work together 100%. And their brains are kind of connected. They get to see each other's memories. So which you, is weird. But I liked it. Well, they talk about, too, a lot of the Jaeger pilots. Well, they don't dis- explicitly state it, but when they say their names or whoever, the a lot of the Jaeger pilots are siblings, married couples, or just have some sort of bond. Yeah, there's a parent-child. Yeah, yeah, there's a parent-child, there's siblings. Not there's... a really little child, but a grown-up child. <laughs> yeah, it was weird that it was a toddler just walking around. <laughs> no, yeah, it was the jerk guy. Um but it was his dad who was... They, right. they were the Australian pilots. Right. A dad and a son, but because they... And their cute bulldog. But yeah, he but... wasn't a pilot. <laughs> he should have. What if, what if their little Jaeger oh. had like a little bulldog Jaeger? Like they walked us alongside it. Was it was cute. The bulldog was two adorable. little bulldogs. That would be cute. Or a bulldog and a poodle. Okay. Anyways. Maybe a poodog. No. And... What would you call a bulldog poodle hybrid? Uh, a poodle, yeah, a poodle, a poodog. Okay, a poodog. You just okay. keep going, just keep going, Keith. Wait, no, I'm stuck oh. on poodog. <laughs> a boludo. <laughs> a, I don't know. A poodog. A boldle. A boldle. A boldle, because nah, you would poodog. say B-U-L-L and then D-L-E, so it'd be a. Boldle. I'm pausing. I'm gonna Google this bulldog, poodle mix. It's called the boldle. No, nah, it's gonna be called a poo dog. <laughs> no, it's not. List of list of dogs crossbreed unusual names. Just show me bulldog poodle hybrid and call it a poo dog. <laughs> okay, let's just keep going. There's no poo dogs in <laughs> Pacific right. Rim. Right. There's a bulldog. Right, very cute. Um, <laughs> did we say that already? So. Yeah, we did. That's uh, fine. So. Uh, so the the brother, the the main guy, where you get introduced to the main characters, it's Charlie Hoonan, who's Hoonam. I don't. His name's like weird. It's Hoonam. It's human, but the letters are switched. Uh, him and his brother are pilots, and they they fight this giant kaiju named Knifehead, and they're like they're like the cool edgy pilots. Okay, uh, this was explained as a cross like i saw this online somebody explained this movie's cross between top gun mm-hmm. and they specifically said one of those giant robot animes yes yeah i could this, see that this movie is so top gun of just like the yes we're renegade pilot. we we kind of play by the rules right like, i could see that um and so they're like they're taking on knife head and then knife head like grabs it and like rips the head off so like the brother the older brother dies yes and the younger brother charlie hunam 
feels it, which is insane. Like, he explains it later. Like, I felt his lack. Yeah. His, like, hope disappear. I felt everything. Like, I felt the pain. I felt everything. And then there was nothing. That's a trip. Yep. Um. But so... So then he goes and he starts working on these walls, like, that are supposed to, like, keep the aliens out. Also... In Alaska. Yeah. They're technically aliens. Technically? Because their rift to our world is from the Pacific Rim. Right. Um, and it's like... So a, they are aliens, but they look more like sea creatures. Yeah, they look like giant monsters. Yes. Um, as opposed to, like, beep, barp, beep, barp, I'm an alien. Well, yeah, well, okay, I wasn't thinking, like, a robot. That's a no, robot, I mean, not like, an alien. No, it's like, leap clap, leap clap, I'm here to your planet, ooga booga booga. Mm. Why give me that look? Well, because I don't think I've ever seen an alien movie that they said, ooga booga booga. <laughs> so there you go. Sigourney Weaver is running through, like, this hallway. She's like, oh, oh. she's, like, covered in blood, and she's, like, scared, and she's, like, sweating, and you're like, oh, this is so intense, the alien's like... Like, oh, no, it, it like jumps out and it's like, and then like the little tongue comes out and it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Um, this is one of those episodes, but so, so I almost said Sigourney Weaver. So Charlie Hunnam works on the wall, and then they show in in Sydney that this big wall they built didn't even work because right. the thing walks right through it, and all these construction workers are like, what's even the point of this? Well, then Idris Elba, who's like the big government guy mm -hmm. oh and they're also like shutting down the jaeger program or whatever but that's yes. kind of like not talked about ever again well no they say it one time and then he's just kind of like yeah just kidding i'm not telling anybody else yeah and then but we're still gonna use the jaeger program yeah but, well they but had eight months oh okay i forgot i see i missed that part but so so they're they're doing their thing and then they're like hey we want you again he's like all right but we need to find another pilot like a co-pilot for you and he's like okay so then it does this cool montage of all the other cool robots. There's the Chinese one, which has three arms, and it's three pilots. Mm -hmm. And there's the Russian one, which is gigantic, and it's, like, a tank. And then there's the Australian one, which is, like, the fastest. And it, it does this whole cool, like... Okay, also, the Rus <laughs> the Russians and the Chinese and the Australians, it's like, we get it. Like, the Russians are all just, like, brick walls of people. Right. They're like, we are the Jaeger pilots. Like... I think I fell asleep at that part. Probably. Because you're like, hey, Mom, wake up. Yeah. Uh, but so then uh, he, they're trying to find... the Idris Elba's trying to find Charlie Hunnam a new co-pilot. Yes. And he... But he he's like, I want the, the Japanese, like, your Japanese assistant because we're fighting and we're doing all this stuff and she's clearly compatible. Well, they try it, and she, like, goes into this weird, like, old memory of when she actually got saved by Idris Elba, but, like, this giant crab kaiju is, like, chasing was, her down yeah, the street. It's really scary. And this little, like, it's her as a little kid, and she's, like, trying... Yeah, the, the, who played... That little girl who plays her is adorable. And there, they recently uh, talked about... I saw this talked about online. There was this anecdote that, like, went out online of, like... It was, like, a picture of that scene... But, like, it was a behind-the-scenes thing, so there was a lot of green screen. And then right. her and Guillermo del Toro just kind of standing there. And I guess when filming that scene, she had a hard time saying his name. The like director's she, name. Yeah, she couldn't say del Toro or Guillermo del Toro. So he gave her, like, permission to say, to, to call him Totoro-san. Totoro being from my neighbor Totoro. Which, if you look at Guillermo del Toro and then look at a Totoro, it's like... Yeah, <laughs> poor guy, but yes. yeah. Um, That's nice. He seems like a nice guy. He, yeah, 
I, what I've heard. I have seen him. I have not met him. Where did you see him at? 2012 uh, Comic Con. Actually advertising in this San Diego? movie. Yeah. Nice. Him, Charlie Hunnam, and Ron Perlman walked, all walked past. They had to stop the traffic for like people because they were going to some main stage like in the middle of the floor. But all three of them walked past me. Uh, wow, of... that's awesome. Ron, is he really as tall as no. he seems? Ron Perlman? Yeah. He's a little man. No way. Yeah. I thought he was really, 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 really tall. No. I was taller than him. For no. sure. Uh-uh. We're going to... We're Googling it again. No, but like... I, it was one of those things where I saw him and I was like, huh. He... And if he's not short, he's... Okay, that's... He's six one. Yeah. But he didn't seem six one when I saw him. You know what I mean? Like, right. It was but like... Yeah, I thought he was taller big. than that. Yeah, I thought he was a gigantic monster. Well, I... He just seems like a big guy in general, but not guy. like... Yeah, yeah, well, six one is tall, taller than you by a little bit. Yeah. Um, and Guillermo del Toro is five. So me and Guillermo del Toro are the same height. Okay. Um, but so that's funny. Benicio del Toro is six two. Well, there you go. Alfonso, and he's not related to them at all. No, Benicio del Toro and Guillermo del Toro just have the same last name. Okay, I'm picking up Theodore the dog. What's he doing? I don't know. He, he wants me to pick him up. up. Um. But this, hey, hold on, this pop filter thing's in my way. Yeah, it's fine. So, so then what happens? So they're friends, and they're trying to do the pilot, and she's stuck in this memory, and then... Then she drove... What? Remember, she pulls her arm up, and then, like, the laser, and it almost attacks the the center where they're all yeah, watching. like, the, the gun is, like, aimed at the, the base, and, like, they're yes. all freaking out. Well, then they get her out, and she's fine, and then Charlie Hoonam and the Australian fight. Because the Australian's a jerk. I mean, you, want, you want to talk about one-dimensional characters? Right, but... My whole my whole purpose is to be a jack. Right. Also, I have a dog. He's a cute dog. That's more New Zealand than Australian. I have no idea. Um, but, yeah, he he was. He was kind of a jerk, but at the end, he and his dad... Yeah. Well, yeah, so his dad gets hurt, so they got to replace the dad. So then Idris Elba replaces the dad. And they do this whole big, like... I love you. Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, he's a good dad. And a good son. He he's a not good... a butthead. He's not a butthead. Um, and so they, you know, yeah. So there's this big fight at the end where there's only supposed to be two kaiju that get through, but there's a third one. And they're going to just try and, like, blow a, a grenade up in this hole, which is going to, like, it's think of it as a hallway. And okay. they're blowing up the hallway so you can't get through. Got it. I think I fell asleep on that part again, yeah. too. Well, then, um, so the hallway, well, then they find out no, only the kaiju can get through the hallway because it's like a check, it's like a checkout thing. Okay. Like, the it scans for kaiju DNA and lets that go through. Okay. Which, they kind of throw that in the trash at the end because he gets through and he sets the bomb off, but how does he get back through? It's I guess they kind of like. yeah I guess they kind of explain it but it's just like wait shouldn't it like block him from getting back through well maybe it only I don't know it probably only goes one way uh, also the whole time uh, Charlie Day is R two D two and that British guy is C three PO they are like they're the R two D two and C three PO of this movie I could like see that. I'm little and angry and I'm kind of kooky and oh I'm British and everything is a problem um, I could see they're that. the two scientists think... yeah yeah when yeah. I saw it when I, for the first time I was like. Well, they didn't even try. Like, he's right. just, he's R2-D2 and C-3PO. Like, we get it. Like, huh. I that almost detracted me from the movie. But his, uh, 
they're both doing these whole science things of like Newt, who is Charlie Day, is like, if I do science this way, if I fuse my brain with the kaiju and we drift together, I can see the kaiju and blah, blah, blah. And the other guy's like, I could do it through math. Well, they were both right. Right. Like, then they both have to come together and use both their science to work together. So Charlie Day uh, drifts, or he, he goes, you know, he does the thing with it's a... It's kind of uh, creepy. How's he creepy? Well, because his nose started bleeding, and he's, like, shaking. And well, yeah. It's creepy. Um, but it was good. And so, hold on. So Charlie Day, he drifts with the, the kaiju brain, and then he's got to find another kaiju brain. Right. Uh, and who does he find it from? Forgot his name, Ron. Ron Perlman. Perlman and Hannibal Chow. Yes. Um, in his which gold is, shoes. Okay. I love how he came. How he, he said something. How he came up with his name was like his first favorite fictional character and his second favorite Szechuan place. Yes. It's just like. Okay. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like what would I don't know? Um, it was just a funny little throwaway line, but so then Ron Perlman helps him get a kind of like kind of helps him get a brain but then they get then like the kaiju that was okay and then the coolest kaiju fight scene happens it's gypsy danger which is the american team mm-hmm. uh, also when i refer to the american team that's charlie hunnam and mako mori mako mori is the the japanese girl that he kind of it's great hair up. she's got a bob with these cute she's blue got tips. Nice, nice chow hair yeah, but just blue tips and only in that. That's what Nice Chow had. No, she had blue all around. This is she had a streak. You know this anyway. It was very cool. I liked it very much. It was good hair. Okay, sorry. Good hairs. Ten out of ten hairs. <laughs> Mom gave a thumbs up. That'll be good for our audio podcast. Yeah, for the audio podcast, I gave a thumbs up. Sorry. Um. So, then she proceeds. So, uh, yeah. Then, the Americans. Okay. And at one point, they're dragging this giant sail barge. Like through, I think it's Hong Kong, and it's the coolest thing ever. Cause there, there's. They must have fell asleep at that part too. So I remember two it. kaiju show up. One can fly. One is like a monkey. One yeah, looks like I... a dragon. One looks like a monkey. Okay. And they're like dragging this giant sail barge through Hong Kong, and then they they like wail on it. And they're I. It, this is what's weird to me. I don't like Godzilla because I think it's like. Oh no! Look, Godzilla's here, and then Godzilla like punches a building, and he's like, "Remember, I'm a good guy," and it's like, "Right, what? No, what? All those people are dead, and you, you can't ignore that." But this movie drags a sail barge through a street and smacks a giant monster over the head, and you're supposed to be like, "No, that seems right. Like nothing's fine. Nothing, right. nothing." And then like he's fighting the the monkey one, and like they're just firing a bunch of lasers into its side, and then like the arm flies off, and like. Oh, it's so cool because it's pretty cool. everything is so gross, but in like a cool way. Like the aliens are very alien, but also very animalistic and very like earth. Yep, I'm listening. And that's why I like them. Um, but yeah, no. So end of the day. Uh, oh, and then of course they blow up the thing and there's, and like then the nuke they were going to shoot down through the hole to blow it up. They actually use that on the three kaiju that are still remaining on their side. So they kill them, and right. then, uh, what's his name? Charlie Hunnam, he flies through the hole. He, they blow up Gypsy Danger because it's actually a, uh, a nuclear reactor. It's, yes. That's a whole plot. It happens a bunch. They're like, this one sent out an EMP blast, so all our tech is down. And then Charlie Hunnam's like, it's cool. Gypsy Danger's on nuclear. And they're like, all right, good. Yep. Um, 
So then they blow up Gypsy Danger and the bad guys, and then everyone is fine. And Mako Mori and Charlie Hunnam don't kiss. No, they don't, but you think they're going to. Yeah, there's no... I mean, they... It's weird. Because it's like they kind of have a romance, but at the same time, they also, like... You're going to get that close with anyone that immediately if you literally share all of their memories. Right. Like, you're going to know them it perfectly because you know all of their memories. Right, exactly. Um, but no, there's no kissing. There's no kissing. Darn. Why darn? Because I, I would have, that would have been all right. <laughs> did you like this movie? I did. I did not like it quite as much as you did. No. I think it was about two monster fight scenes too long. Because for me monster fight scene they're all the same and i know that they weren't and it was different monsters and all that but to me it was all the same but i really did like it i'm glad that you kind of made me watch it it's it's i could super see fun. i was gonna say i could see how people like it it was a summer release of course it was it's fun it's enjoyable it's just it's good and that, that i like it because it's fun right um so what do i give this movie buy it absolutely i would think so this is an absolute buy it for you yeah because this is a movie that you watch like i said earlier you watch you bring a bunch of people over yeah that'd be fun you watch it you say you gotta see this right you gotta see this movie like it's got this cool thing and it's got that cool thing and like i marketing wise i think they did make a lot of toys or but at the same time like i don't know it i definitely would have like a figure of some sort of Pacific Rim something. Oh, yeah. If I could find it. But they're they're pretty hard to find now, too, which is crazy. Because when did this movie come out? Uh, 2015? 13? Like I said, I, I went to the drive-in and I saw one movie, but Pacific Rim was right, right next to Well, the, the second one, one comes seen. out soon. Was there a second Pacific Rim? Yeah. With the same... Not can't be the same cast. Why? Some of them died. We could have some of the same cast. It could have Charlie Hoonan, and it could have the girl in it. Okay. But it can... It's got John Boyega as Jake Pentecost, the son of that guy. The son of that guy. Idris Elba. His son. I didn't know he had a son. Exactly. Ha ha! Okay, like what else? Scott Eastwood as Nate Lambert. I don't oh, know who that is. Oh, yes you do. No, who'd... Nate Lambert, I don't know no, who that is. But I know who Scott Eastwood is. I was going to say, who do you think Scott Eastwood's father is? Bill Clinton. No, it's Clint Eastwood. And he's a gr- I saw a movie with Scott Eastwood, and I really liked it. What movie? I don't know. So, Charlie Day is back as Newt. Burn Wait, Gorm- Charlie Day. Oh, okay. Burn Gorman is back as Herman. Uh, Mako Mori's back. Is Charlie Hoonan back? Doesn't look like it. Whoops. It's, oh no, Ron Perlman's not because he's dead. Oh, the they, well, we didn't see that. So at the end of the movie, after yeah. the credits, Ron Perlman breaks out of the. So he gets. Oh, he gets he's not dead. The big one of the kaiju like gives birth and the baby eats. Yes, because he says what Ron an Perlman. ugly baby, and then the baby goes and eats him. Sorry, does what? He goes and eats him. Well, at the end, it's Ron Perlman crawling out of the baby which is fine that he's not in this one but i kind of would have liked the return oh that's um, not, when is it coming out i don't know huh uh 2018 okay so we still have some time march okay so yeah so we still have less than a year oh wait this is almost september so like six months yeah well they just released a big trailer for it oh i haven't seen it yet um 
It's called Uprising. Guillermo del Toro is not directing it. Oh, who's directing it? I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, Stephen DeKnight. But Guillermo del Toro is uh, producing it. Okay. Eh, this guy did a lot of Spartacus. Uh, so it'll be a lot more obvious that it's not real? What does that mean? Well, because in... Oh, no, I was thinking of the other one. There's that one movie... Sorry, I'm going to be like, with that guy, the actor, and it was like, oh, it was 300. Mm-hmm. Where it was all, you could tell it wasn't real, none of it was that's real. That's Zack Snyder. Oh, okay. Zack no, Snyder did Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that it's going to have that kind of a look. Probably not. Because to me, even though the monsters weren't real, they looked more real, where to me 300 looks like a video game. 300 is, well, yeah, but I also think that that's a time difference, too. Oh, okay. Well, that's um, good. All right. All right, when we come back, uh, Mom's going to talk about her movie, which was... Which was Reservoir Dogs, and that is... Next. Yes, but whose favorite movie? <laughs> oh. Holden. Oh, oh, also, did we explain that Jake's? it was Jake's favorite movie a... that's Pacific Rim? Yes. I thought we did, but if we didn't... If we didn't, I watched Jake's favorite movie, Mom watched Holden's. Yes. So when we, we'll be right back. Okay. Wait, really? Yes. Do the thing. Yay! Ahuga! <laughs> what was that? I said I would do it up, but then I forgot. I got distracted. Every year, new TV shows get canceled. Some make it an entire season, and some don't even make it that far. I'm Ed, host of Unaired, where each week we review a show that was canceled with episodes left unaired, then pitch our ideas for what could have been future episodes of those shows. We've covered shows like Cavemen, the show based on the Geico Cavemen commercials, the ill-fated 2011 Wonder Woman pilot, a show called Look Well, where Adam West plays an aging TV detective who thinks he can solve real crimes, and many more. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, unairedpodcast.com, or wherever you download podcasts. And remember, some things are better left unaired. All right, we're back with Mom's movie, which was... Reservoir Dogs. It was. I have a try. I have a hard time with that word, reservoir. Reservoir. I don't know. I can't say it. So, okay. Reservoir dogs. Yes. Uh, 90, what did we say? 92. Two. Uh, done by Quentin Tarantino. Your favorite. Uh, not my favorite because You're of the, the words. You're the best. You love him. I'm sure he's a really nice man. You I love always... how many swear words he puts in his movies. 269 and... for this movie. Just swear words in general or? The F word. Which F word? The only F word that people want to count. No, it's... Friendship. No, the F word, and I'm not saying it because that's naughty, <laughs> but the main bad F word. Um, 269 times. Okay. 200. Okay. And 60, not okay. 269 <laughs> no, times. Now, here's Bless the you, thing. Theodore. Here's the thing. 269 times. We argued about this earlier. We did argue about this. I genuinely believe... That you would say a bad word in this situation 269 times? No, 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 Because that's not me. Exactly. But these characters being criminals, but being un... You keep saying, oh, they don't need to say that. They don't they need don't. to talk like that. They don't. But it feels real because a legitimate actual criminal is going to react in that kind of way yeah but they don't need to that's my whole point okay but then, uh, yes but, they but, do and but they my point but, is but, you but, don't have to write like that great that's fine 
you don't you can write them saying oh poopy lollipops no i'm not but saying what it, that but what i mean is the the realness to make it feel legitimate these characters are written exactly how they would actually talk they are written okay i will give you that, that but, but that's what i'm saying you yes. don't have to i'm not saying you have to do that but right, but they, uh, right. I these characters. Okay. It are is written. not out of line for these characters. That's, that what, I that's what I'm arguing. What I, you know, what I, I don't want it in my brain. I yes. just don't need it. What in I my am brain. arguing, it is not out of line for these characters. Characters, right? These characters, so, it works perfect. Yes. Okay. Because it, they don't it, look like they know much more words than that. Right. Exactly. You, that that's the characters that are written. They, right. Right. So we're gonna have to agree. Yes, I completely they, agree with your point. They're negative, racist. There are there are some pretty other icky words that didn't need to be in there too. So but, but yes, but that's how they were. So, okay, we're gonna have to. Yeah, yeah. I agree with your we, point. We, we agree. We agree that while it's not necessary, absolutely not necessary. These characters. Wouldn't have talked any other way. We yes, could say that. Yes. I just don't want to hear it in my brain. Exactly. Fine. Great. So, okay. Amazing cast. You Phenomenal. might have to help me with some of the names in case I forget. Yes. Harvey Keitel. Of Phenomenal. course. Always. Fantastic. Um, Chris Penn, who's passed away. Yes. And let me think who else is in it. Tim Roth. Oh, I love Tim Roth. What He's a, awesome. He was a great actor. In, in this film, he was really good. We'll talk about his character a little bit. Um, let me think who else was in Steve there. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, who looked very different to me, who... He was 35. Yeah, but there was just something he reminded... To me, he's more of a joke character. Usually when he plays characters, they're kind of jokey gotta, he, or kind of off the side, kind of cuckoo. This character was not. What do you know him from, though? I know him from... Plus you, Theodore. I don't know what I know him from, but everything that he's in... I've never seen him play anything serious. Oof. It's always been more slapsticky. Um, yeah, but I mean that's just so. That's, that's what you know him from, though. Right, but that's what I'm. But you know him from Adam Sandler. Yes. From when he's with Tarantino. Yeah, I, has he been in more movies with Tarantino than he's that one? He's in a ton. Of... Oh, I have to see it then. I yeah. Haven't... He... Okay, so let's talk. Let's talk about the movie. Yeah. Okay, the storyline. So basically, and there's a couple of. I feel like I've missed a couple people, but that's. I'm okay. sure we did, but oh, Quentin Tarantino, of course. Yes. Um, I, yes. Quentin Tarantino. Your favorite. You love him. I, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I just don't like the way that he writes. So, so that's fine. Um, I'm sure that if I wrote something, he would not like the way that I wrote either because I'm a preschool teacher. Don Escovito's so. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. No. You are not nice and I don't like it. And I'm, yeah. Stop. I don't want you to do that anymore. Yeah, no. And then everyone said, okay, and they all walked away. That's yeah. right. No. But that's fine. We're yes. totally different people. So, um, so basically, they're a bunch of robbers. Yes. Is what they are. And I'm going to sneeze in a second. So, excuse it's... me. <laughs> Would you agree that this is a heist movie? Yes, it is definitely a heist movie. Although, what was interesting is you didn't see a whole lot of the heist itself. You never see the heist. Right. We which don't kind see of the... made it fun. We see the front of... The, the most of the heist that we actually see yes. is the front of the store. Right. When they're scoping it out at a yes. completely different time. Yes. And, and it really is just a couple of different scenes. I mean, a couple of different locations. There's not a whole lot of moving around. It takes place mostly outside for a little bit. Most of it happens inside of a warehouse. And I think there's one scene in a restaurant 
but otherwise it's very didn't you say that they are going to do a play a brought a play or something no, it, no. It, it, oh i'm I mean, sorry i there misunderstood are stage, you there's stage productions of it and i could see but that it's working not like really a broadway well. like yeah well that's why what's funny about this movie is to be totally honest i have much more behind the scenes knowledge that's of fine. this I movie than i do of pacific rim okay i just watch pacific rim and i go ha 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 monsters ha 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 robot where this i personally love tarantino's world building i think the guy can make a perfect like he knows how to pull characters from other movies and make references to other Mm -hmm. movies but doesn't do it in a hokey marvel cinematic universe way i agree it's just a thing that exists like vic vega the name drop of vic vega cool great okay Okay, so but then in pulp fiction to introduce vincent vega and to never ever be like hey vincent How's your brother? Oh, wink, wink, wink. Right. It's just... Right. Vince, Vincent, you know what I mean? Right. And then off thing, he says, oh, yeah, they're totally brothers. They're absolutely two brothers, and he was going to do a prequel called Double V Vega. Mm. Or Vega V... Bro- something D- V. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be Michael Madsen and John Travolta coming back and doing a prequel, but they're just too old now. Right, exactly. Um, so they're a bunch of robbers and they're going to rob a di- something with diamonds. I didn't really, sorry, because I still have this cold, I kind of, I slept a little bit through this one just for a couple seconds. Yeah, I will keep, I mean, you were just for a second. Yeah, because my eyes got tired. But anyway, so, and where we kind of come in is we come in for the planning and then they take us to the aftermath and well, they're. I wouldn't say we come in for the planning. Well, they're all sitting at a restaurant talking. That's all I'm talking about. Is they're just kind of BSing each other. And I think I think that's supposedly. I actually don't know when that seems. Well, obviously it's before, obviously because they're all alive. Right. And they're all wearing the suits, so I would say that probably takes place the morning of. That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. So and then it all goes to heck in a handbasket, <laughs> and um. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to say the real word for that. You could just say it all goes to garbage or all goes like... To poop. Yeah, it's all bad. Nothing goes right. Nothing goes right. And what the the cool thing I will give Quentin Tarantino is I liked how the characters were all called like Mr. Black. That nobody knew anybody's name. Real name. It was Mr. Black, Mr. Pink. There's no Mr. Black, but... They, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because they Joe, said everybody Joe, wants yeah. to be Mr. Black, so you don't get to choose. So there was Which Mr. itself is a really funny scene. Yes. Of just like, how come I'm Mr. Pink? Well, because you are, and that's yes, just and, too bad. Well, I want to be Mr. Purple. No, you're An- Mr. Pink. Another guy on another job is Mr. Purple. I loved that little, like... Yeah, and was that from another movie? No. Oh, just the, something but, else. But that's the thing, is like some of these lines are totally from other movies. Right, that's... Some of these lines have nothing to do with other movies. The parole officer, uh-huh. his brother... Like, it's the same thing where the brother of the parole officer is the cop in Natural Born Killers. Did Quentin Tarantino do that? I think he had something to do with it, but I don't think he directed it. So, basically, then we see it all fall apart. Um, I don't know the characters' names, but I know the actors. Tim Roth gets shot really... I mean, there is blood everywhere. In the car, yeah. Everywhere in the the white leather back seat, okay. it's covered. So yes. th- this is interesting because when that was happening, yes. you pointed something out to me, which I have seen this movie a thousand times. Okay, and I did not, and I've seen Pulp Fiction a, a billion times. Okay, I did not realize what you pointed out until you pointed out, which might not even be done on purpose. Right. But when they're driving, they're driving in, the, and 
Tim Roth is in the back, and Harvey Keitel's like, you're, you're going to make it, you're oh, going to make yeah, it, you're driving. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're he's like, holding his hand. And you're like, why are they going so slow? But all these other cars are zooming past him. They're going so slow. In Pulp Fiction, yeah. they accidentally shoot a guy in the back seat. And uh, John Travolta's like, I'm going to speed. He's like, no, you're not going to speed. We are going to, or no, Samuel Jackson's like, we're going to be as inconspicuous as possible. Well, because and, yeah, if we speed, they'll notice. They we can get pulled over, and it's this whole like, even if that wasn't on purpose, right? It, it's almost explained like if you noticed it, it's explained in Pulp Fiction right. of just like the we got to be inconspicuous, we got to be right. Which is because I did notice it because you know Harvey Keitel is freaking out, Tim Roth is freaking out, flopping around like a fish back there because he's in pain and he's going to die, and he um. And the scenery is going by so slow, but these cars go another way, like vroom, vroom. But the scenery on the top is like slow, slow, slow. So anyway, they get to the... He looks like he's going the speed limit. Yeah, I guess so. So then they get to the warehouse, and Steve Buscemi meets him there, and Tim Roth is bleeding everywhere, and they're trying to figure out what to do, and Tim Roth passes out. So I think, okay, he's dead. They're all like, is he dead? No, he's not dead. He might be dead. Yeah, they keep kind of coming back. Is he like, okay? Like looking he at him, saying, okay, what are we going to do? And then they're waiting for Joe to come, who was the older gentleman, who's kind of the head. He put it all together. Yeah. Also plays Sean Penn's dad. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, no, not Sean. Chris. Chris. I'm sorry. Chris Penn, who's passed away. Um, I have to say one thing that bugged me. Just what? one little teeny tiny besides the 269 F-words. Chris Penn calling him daddy. I don't know why that bugs <laughs> me so. It's super weird. It it's is weird. super weird. Dad is good. Dad is fine. Dad is what dad. He not... did it with like a schmarmy kind of voice. Like, But there was a couple times he said it like legitimately. I know and I'm like don't say daddy. That's, it's weird. It was creepy. It's, in, it's, in, it's, it's weird. Slimy when, weird way. Like when he's doing it jokingly he's like. Daddy, he's got a problem. It's like kind of funny. Yeah, but, but then there's like, he's, don't he says say daddy. he says it seriously a couple of times and it's weird. Yeah, it says don't say daddy. So anyway, so then I always forget that other guy's name, the dark haired guy. Steve Buscemi. No, he's already there. Michael Madsen. I can't, I'm so sorry, I can't remember his name. Michael Madsen comes and uh oh, he's got a surprise. There's a cop in the trunk. So then they're gonna go. And torture this poor, poor Well, well Michael cop. Madsen's going to torture the cop. The other guys have to move the cars because what uh, nice guy Eddie, Chris Penn, says is, it's looking like a car lot out there. Everyone brought their own car. We need to, like, move right. these cars. We right. need to go hide them. So uh, Steve Buscemi, Harvey Keitel, and Chris Penn go to go move the cars and then meet up and then come all back and blah, 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 blah. Right. So, no, keep going. No, it's okay. You're doing a great job. <laughs> it's not my movie. That's Okay. But no, I was just explaining right. why why they all disappeared. Because you even had, that's kind of when you fell asleep. Yeah. You were like, wait, like, where, where did, did everyone else yeah, go? Yeah, you're right. I did wake up. I'm like, wait, I'm missing three people. Um, so then. Uh, Michael Madsen. I'm so sorry. Michael Madsen is going to torture. And he tells the cop, I'm going to torture you. It's my job to get to torture you. And I'm going to have so much fun. And it's really going to hurt. Michael Madsen in this movie is one of my favorite movie psychopaths. Because he's not like, I'm a kooky, kooky head. Yeah, I'm no. A get you. It was he's a... so normal right. until he becomes a psycho. And he never screams. No. He never does that normal, like, psychopath, like, I'm a get ya. Like, no, he's a little it's just creepy. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to torture you now, and you're going to wish you were dead. And then he puts on music, and he starts dancing. Which What's is... he dance to? 
Uh, I can't remember. Suck in the middle with you. Oh, I do like that song. And he was singing too. So then he cuts the policeman's ear off. I mean, like literally, whoop, great. With a straight razor that he's like dancing around so with. So gross. I had to close my eyes and you had to say, okay, you can open them now. Well, and I also let you know that like, because you were like, whoa, the camera pans away. Which is great because I didn't need to see that. But at the same time, they probably didn't have the budget. Right. But also I think it... it it gave it to your imagination, which is so much better sometimes. I mean, yeah. And then, so then... <laughs> he cuts it off. Just whacks it right off. I mean, literally, and the special effects on that pretty is fine. fantastic. I, I thought it was good. It's fine. Um, and There's then, a reason it never zooms in on it. Well, yeah. You know what I mean. Budget. And then, um, then I don't remember what happens. I was, I was trying to motion him up. Mom laughed a couple times during this movie, and I did not expect her to laugh pretty much at all. I honestly expect Mom to hate this movie. Um, he cuts the ear off. And oh, the and guy's then he's like, like can, he's all, can you hear me? As he's talking to the policeman's ear that is in his hand. And okay. the policeman's like sitting there screaming. Screaming because he got his ear cut off. He's like, but, can you hear me? But Mom totally laughed. She's like, I'm sorry that I laughed because it was inappropriate to laugh, but it was really funny that he said, can you hear me? Because he had an ear in his hand. No, but then something happens. Oh, I know. Gasoline. Michael Madsen is now going to pour gasoline on the policeman. And the policeman is begging, please don't do it. I have a child, blah, blah, blah. And Michael Madsen gets his lighter out. Yeah, well, the, there's that whole thing of, like, the music's playing. And right. Michael Madsen, it's like, leaves. And he's dancing and he leaves the warehouse that this whole movie takes place in. And it does this really cool camera shot that I love of the camera follows Michael Madsen from the warehouse out to his car where the music stops. Right. He grabs the gasoline can, and then it kind of, like, goes back around him and does the same thing of following him back into the warehouse where you kind of hear the music turn back on. Right. Well, it doesn't turn back on, but it's, it's now. It's still on. Yeah. And then he's going to light him, and all of a sudden, bam, 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 Tim Roth sits up and shoots him. Tim Roth is completely covered in blood. Completely. Um, completely. But yet he has the strength to shoot Mr. Madsen. I forgot That's his name again. all he's got left. That's all he's got left. So then we find out, dun dun dun, that Tim Roth is a policeman. He's the the old the, all this time they've been talking about who's the who's there's the, a mole there's there's a mole in there who is it we got to figure this out come to it surprised me I know you were laughing at me a couple of times because of my face yeah a couple of surprises a couple of ooze with my face but that surprised me first of all that he sat up and shot him and then he says to the policeman I'm well first of all. The policeman begs Michael Madsen, please don't. I'm new. I'm only been here eight months. Nobody's told me anything. Yeah, I don't know anything. I just know nothing. And then, so he's dead. And in the corner, Michael Madsen's gone. And apparently during the the robbery, Quentin Tarantino's character dies and... Mr. Blue dies, but is this just, oh, also Mr. Blue's dead. Like, yeah, they don't explain right, why. He's, just, he's also dead. And then... Um, so then Tim Roth says to the policeman, I'm a policeman. And he goes, I know, I met you a few months ago. So he lied to Michael Madsen's character saying, I don't know. Well, he did know. So then. Well, I think too, he says, I don't know anything about the job. Got it. And it's like, he's not lying. Right, because he didn't. Yeah. Um, and then um, the characters come back. Yep. Right. So Harvey Keitel, Steve Buscemi. And then Joe Chris, comes. Chris Penn. Chris Penn. And they all kind of start yelling. Right, and at one point, there are guns everywhere. Well, because they all come back, and Chris right. Penn's like, what happened? And right. Tim Roth, well, and Chris Penn's like, he was torturing that cop, and he was going to do it, and then Chris Penn just walks up and shoots the cop a couple times. Yes. He's like, oh, this cop? Bang, 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 bang. Done. Done. Um, and then he's like, then 
uh, Tim Roth tries to explain, he was going to kill you guys and he was going to take he the started, diamonds. He totally starts making up a bunch of stuff because he's trying to cover his booty. Yeah. And then, it, and then I don't know what happens, but then they all shoot each other. So, Joe, so, so Chris Penn is now upset because he does not believe the story for a second. Right. Because he's like, this guy that wouldn't give any information up did all this time for my dad, did all this time for my family. But you're going to tell me that he came and was like, I'm going to take the money now. And then just bolt like that. No, he, he is doing this for us because he knows he owes us and blah, 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 blah. And like, it doesn't make sense. So he starts to pull a gun on him. Well, then Joe shows up and Joe's like, I know he was a cop. I knew it. I wasn't hundred percent on him, but I knew he was the cop. And then like Harvey Keitel's like, he's not a cop. He's not a cop. He's not a cop. So Harvey... Yeah, cause they're really close. Just because. Just because, they yeah. They have, obviously have no prior right. knowledge of each other, but they just become really close. Right. So then everybody pulls out their guns. Harvey Keitel aims it at Joe. Okay. Joe aims it at Mr. Orange, who is Tim Roth. Yeah. Tim Roth doesn't have a gun. Because Tim Roth is bleeding all over the floor. And then Chris Penn aims it at Harvey Keitel. Right. And everybody shoots. Bang. Bang, bang, bang. Everybody falls. And? There's this huge debate online for years. Who shot Chris Penn? How, how come Chris Penn falls? Because nobody's actually aimed at Chris Penn. And there's literally videos of like, is it this, is it that? It's supposed to be Harvey Keitel. That he shoots Joe and also shoots Chris Penn. And then that way just everybody dies. Everybody dies. But Harvey Keitel is not dead. Well, before that, before we find out Harvey Keitel is not dead, yes. Steve Buscemi crawls out. And runs away. The, he's a big chicken away. head and he runs away. But he, he's got the diamonds, he's which got the they diamonds. don't know. Yeah, and he runs away. The only person who knows that is Harvey Keitel. Right. And then he runs away, and you hear him get in the car and kind of start, and then you hear sirens and gunshots. See, and I didn't hear the gunshots. She said to me, did you hear the Did you hear the gunshots? And I said, no. But you heard the sirens. I heard the sirens, so I knew that was coming. Because they even reference that there's cops waiting to close in on the Yeah, place. well, because Tim Roth had said that, and the policeman said, well, what are we waiting? Why are they waiting? Joe. They're waiting for Joe. And that's what Tim Roth's character says. We're waiting for Joe, which is the old big guy. So then Harvey Keitel crawls over... Because Tim Roth's character is still flailing around. Poor guy. Flailing around. <laughs> He's Tim been Roth, shot again. I was going to say, Tim Roth's character spent 94% of this movie covered in blood and flailing around. I mean, literally. And screaming. And screaming because he was shot in the abdomen by a lady. That was so interesting. Oh, that was such a cool that was, shot. Yeah, because it had nothing to, well, kind of to do with the robbery. But then they They're had to steal to a car. A, yeah. So they, they. Pull over a car. They pull the lady out, and she has a gun. She shoots him in the tummy. And she's not a cop or anything. No, she's, she's just a lady. She's just a lady who has a gun, but in her glove box. But what's funny is this whole scene had just happened right after we got all this backstory on Tim Roth. Right. How he's a cop and how he's training to be undercover and blah 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 blah. And even earlier, it's like she had a kid. Man, she was. It's like you did what you had to do. You did what you had to do. It's like, but to Tim Roth, I'm a cop who just killed a civilian woman. Right, like with a kid. who did nothing wrong. Right, except exactly. Except shoot at me. Oh, right. So yeah. that was that was interesting. Okay, so Harvey Keitel crawls over to yeah. Tim Roth, and then Tim Tim Roth's character keeps saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Is and he Larry? Is that what? No, Harvey, Larry is Harvey Keitel. That's what I mean. Character. That's what I mean. I'm he keeps sorry, saying, Larry. "I'm sorry, Larry. I'm sorry, Larry," and then he says, "I'm a cop." Larry. I'm a cop, Larry, and then it ends. Well, doesn't it end? Harvey Keitel pulls his gun out. And he puts it up to Tim Roth, like his oh. head, and you just hear, I'm sorry. And then, boom, 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 freeze, freeze. And, right. then, and then it's just kind of a shot on Harvey Keitel. You hear a gunshot, 
Then you hear a bunch of gunshots and he just kind of, and then Harvey, the camera's also moving Harvey Keitel out of frame, but Harvey Keitel also pushes himself out of frame. It was, yeah. So it's implied that Harvey Keitel shot Tim Roth and, and then, then they then... all shot him. They all shot Harvey Keitel. So, all right. So, do you have it? Because you know so much about oh this gosh. movie. So, there's a rumor or a theory that, have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Yes, I have. So there's this whole MacGuffin in Pulp Fiction about this briefcase that belongs to Marcellus Wallace. Okay. That there's this briefcase and what's it got in it? We never see what's in it because it honestly... It has the diamonds. That, That's what they're saying. Got the, it. The theory... Is that it's the diamonds from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, see, that's the rebel. Reservoir Dog Babies. Something. That's what I have trouble with that word. Um, but so the the theory is that it's the diamonds from Reservoir Dogs because got it. there is so much connections. Because Quentin Tarantino doesn't like to do product placement, so any products that get used uh-huh. uh, are pro- companies he made up that aren't real. I was gonna say, Red yeah. Apple cigarettes happens a lot. Oh um, wait, except that's not true because the cigarette that they. Wait. It's Red Apple. Okay, but um, see, I might be getting my movies mixed up. No, no. Uh-uh. It's a real It's a real cigarette. Chesterfield was a real cigarette. Where did you see that? Steve Buscemi says, I stopped. Do you have a cigarette? Or I stopped smoking. And Harvey Keitel gives it to him and he says, here's a Chesterfield. Oh, but what I mean is like the actual images, though. Got it. Of like, like, yeah, he might say that. Yeah, um, Chesterfield, because that was an old brand from the, like, the 40s or the 50s. Yeah, it's just like a... Yeah. Also, the opening scene of this movie is eight, I think eight or nine adult men dissecting Madonna songs. Well, yeah, you even had to say to me, do you know what they're doing? I actually had to ask you to put the closed captioning on. Because they, they're all mumbling. They're mumbling, and I was trying to figure out where they do an accent, so I, I missed No, they're just mumbling. And I just didn't get it, so... Um, but it, it's one of those things where it's like, I could tell you were like, I'm going to hate this. Like, uh, yeah. like, at that scene, you were like, this is disgusting. It was pretty ooky. Madonna signed a copy of her book for Quentin Tarantino. Okay. It's not about what your character said it's about. It's about love. Got it. I like, like that. But... So, did... Okay, let's talk about what I thought. So, yeah, just this first part, I was like... Ugh. 40,000 F-words, yeah. let's just talk nasty, I don't need this. But I have to be honest, if we could take out the 269 <laughs> F-words, seriously, just take yeah. it out. I could sit there with my, my teacher, Bell, which will show up at some point, and ding it every time, and just take out the word. I honestly liked the movie a lot. The story's really good. The story good. is fantastic. And you know how I think right at the very beginning I said, Quentin Tarantino cannot come on our podcast? I would love to really? talk to I would absolutely love to talk to him. And what I would say to him is, did we decide how old he was? I think he's younger than me by just a little bit. Yeah, by very minimal amount. So, But what I would say to him is, I loved the story of this movie. It, it was really smart um, I didn't enjoy Pulp Fiction as much because it popped around too much and I got really confused because Alive, Dead, Alive, Dead, and I was just confused. And this one kind of does, but not but as much. But I wasn't much. confused. No. I knew exactly where we were. There was only one part you were like, oh, because they like, two, it was Harvey Keitel and Tim Roth get in the car and then it like cuts to a car going around a corner. Right, and, and then it's I had Quentin to just, Tarantino, oh, and it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Okay, but um, so I would say to him, I love this storyline. Please don't use so many bad words. I, honestly, I, I, I really think it deteriorates from the story. Um, but I think that Quentin Tarantino is a great writer. I, I, 
I really, really like this movie, but warned, do not watch it if you've got, really, you know, small children, definitely not. It's super violent. The bad words. Yeah. Not everybody's going to like this, but the story I enjoyed. Yeah. So. Well, and it's funny because it's 90s violent. Well, but it's good but, because it does the imagination violence, which I like better because I don't need to see it. Yeah. So, Holden, I can see how you like this movie. Oh, it's so I good. did ask Ruben. Yeah. How old is Holden? Yeah, you be based on the movie. You were like, I bet he's twenty nine. Yeah, and you said he's a little bit older. He's a little bit older than that. Yeah, but yeah. But just just to see. But I do like. I did like it. Okay, didn't agree with the language, but I, you know, I did like it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I saw it. Would I buy it? I would not. Because okay, I, so 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 hold on. So what do you give it then? I think you need to see it. So rent it, and yeah. then you know what? If the language bothers you, turn off the volume. And watch the closed captioning. You still get the language. Well, but you don't have to hear it, I guess. You just have to see it. See, I don't know. It's a good film without the bad words. So maybe Mr. Qu- Quentin Tarantino, because I know you're listening to our podcast. Of course. Make You've a, got nothing better to Make do. a beeped version. Just let it go beep. Or see if it's ever on a, on a channel on TV. Did I ever tell... I don't know if we talked about this. Remember Big Lebowski? Yes. The, our first, our very first that's episode. Our, that's our first episode. I don't know if we talked about this in our first episode. That's all right. Tell me. But in the scene where they think that the kid has the money and that he bought this new car with the money that was in the briefcase that was in the car. And they're starting like... Like Walter's like screaming at him and he's like hitting the car with the golf club uh-huh. or the wrench or whatever. And he... And the censored for television version he says this you see what happens you see what happens when you find a stranger in the alps oh that's funny <laughs> but but so i've i have a question you might not know this that's if fine. you don't know this maybe somebody else does when you see it on television and it's the edited version mm-hmm. so they're gonna boop out all those words yeah do the actors go back and use their original Depending. voices okay if it's bleeped obviously not no but where they put in different words I think it's for Snakes on a Plane. He says, I'm sick and tired. That's it. I'm sick and tired of these monkey fighting snakes on my Monday to Friday plane. Which, pause, that would be a much better movie of snakes fighting monkeys on a five-day plane. There you go. (laughs) But they actually reshot that scene. Okay. So just to have the... Sound. Well, the the actual video of him saying... Saying those words. Monkey fighting... And Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um, well, then... It's usually... It usually is the same actors that yeah, go in and do the weird. ADR yeah. and do like that. I, I, so I liked it. So, Holden, I can understand how you like this movie. I really did like it. Rent it. it. It's... I... See, and I love this just because... Well, because you own it. Yeah. Well, that's I, how we watched I have the, it. I have the big Quentin Tarantino collection that came out before Django, which is a bummer because that's actually one of my favorites. Oh, Django's fine. It's the other one I don't like. You're right. You don't like Hateful Eight. Yeah. Too icky. Um, way too icky for mom. Well, no, yeah. Mom's... <laughs> but no, Django is so much fun to me. Okay. Um, but okay. Django is the cowboy. Yeah, no, I know. Um, With Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. DiCaprio and Jamie Foxx. Yeah. You know who that role was written for, supposedly? No. Will Smith. And then he turned it down. So Quentin Tarantino came to Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker turned it down. Oh, yeah, Jamie is... Foxx was a much better choice, I think. But here's the thing, though. Quentin Tarantino does that. He takes a guy you know for a certain kind of thing. I mean, look at look right. at John Travolta before Pulp Fiction. Yes. And after Pulp Fiction. That's true. Before Pulp Fiction, he was like, look at me, I'm dancing. Right. And after it was like, oh no, this guy can actually be intimidating. Right. Um, but no, so I, no, I just, I mean, 
To me, Quentin Tarantino is probably one of the best world builders because he can do this thing where... Did you say world builder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, think of it like this. Okay. Hypothetically, there's a universe okay. where all these characters exist. Okay. Where the plot of Pulp Fiction supposedly, presumably happens two years after the plot of Reservoir Dogs. Okay. But we know this because this character is referenced by this character. Like, Ala- oh, got Alabama. It. Okay. I think it's in this movie or it's in Reservoir, or it's in Pulp Fiction. Somebody's talking to Harvey Keitel and they mention Alabama. In this movie? It's in this movie. Well, she's from, I believe, it's uh, Natural Born Killers. Got it. it but it, it's one of those throwaway lines. Right. I just... It's Harvey... I want to say Harvey Keitel is in... Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Is he the same character or no? No. He could be. That, we'd have that... to, well, no, because if it's two years after, he's dead. Right. Well, the whole... There's also a theory that because there's never an official date given in either movie... Got it. This hypothetically could be. could be after... Whereas all those characters played by the same actors are actually the same characters. Got it. Like, he plays the wolf in that movie. Well, the wolf could be Larry. You know what I mean? Like, Got it. Well, that was it, good. It just kind of works. I'm really um, glad that I got to watch it. I really am. Really? It was, yeah, I am. Yeah. But, but, but so, so, I mean, that's my whole thing. Is I just love the whole... Like, the Coen brothers don't really do that as much, but it's like, it kind of could work. But, like, even the diner that... Uh, What's his name? Tim Roth is talking to his his police officer friend. Uh-huh. I believe that's the diner from the beginning of Pulp Fiction. Got it. See, that's good how he can reuse everything. Well, that's... yeah, and it, and it just kind, of, but it builds that like yeah. Oh, it it makes it feel more realistic when two characters share the same name. And he goes, oh yeah, those characters are brothers. It's like, oh, you kind of start to feel oh wow. Right. Well, I could see this because if you've got a brother like this, like in Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman's character Mia is explaining this pilot that she shot because she's trying to be an actress. So okay. she's explaining this pilot and how there's a, a the leader is a chick with one eye and then the, the, the black girl, she's a demolitions expert in the Isn't Asian. Isn't that Kill Bill? Yep. Wow. Kill okay. Bill is a universe, is a movie that exists inside the Tarantino universe. Got it. Just like Dawn of, no, not Dawn of the Dead. What's it called? It's the one where, where it's Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney are brothers where, okay, pause. If you're a director... And you're like, I'm going to make myself play a brother. And who do I need to play my siblings? Yeah. So someone I George share. Clooney. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's George... who I want to play my brother. Sorry, Dan. Weird. Um, weird. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. That's Creep. just weird. Um, I saw that movie. Uh, I forget what it's called. But I saw du- it. From Dust Till Dawn. I saw it. Right. So, okay. A long time ago. See, now we're going we're gonna to talk about the Quentin Tarantino universe for a bit, which is fine. Why don't you like Tarantino movies besides the the potty words? No, that's the only reason. The violence doesn't bother you. A little, a little heavy on the violence, but I can close my eyes. So, I can't really sit there with my eyes closed, and my ears closed, because then I look like a door. In Inglorious Bastards, it's the name. It's spelled different. Uh, the big finale scene is Hitler is in a theater, okay? And okay. he's in a theater and he's watching a movie. It. It's, it's fine. The first time I watched it, I went in expecting a Tarantino movie, and I got a book. Most of it's not in English, so I was like, okay, cool, I gotta read this. And like, I, so I went in expecting like, ooh, 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 kind of Reservoir Dogs gritty, and I got like, it's, it's good. Right. But so the whole big finale scene is them in a theater, and they're sitting there, and Hitler's like, ho, ho, the movie! And then the girl who owns the theater is actually like, she comes on the screen, she's like, Hitler is wrong, and blah, blah, blah. And then these Americans who come in, and their whole job is killing Nazis. They come in, and they shoot Hitler. Huh. 
and he dies. Okay. Well, that's not how Hitler died. Right. Obviously. Right. Got it. That, then, so the whole theory behind how they all share the same universe is, well, American history would be very, very different if Hitler, instead of killing himself quietly in a bunker, was shot by a bunch of tough-talking Americans in a, in a theater of all right, places. Right, exactly. So violence is much more common. Right. The movies that they have are much more hyper-violent and much more, like, crazy and outlandish because, I mean, look at From Dust Till Dawn, look at Kill right. Bill. Kill right. Bill is... I haven't uh, seen that one. It's ridiculously violent. In a, in a, like, somebody gets their arm cut off and it's just like a fire hose. Like, it's... That's, that's not how that would work, probably, but it, it's one of those right. things of like, okay, so in the world where, yeah, that's how Hitler, that's how World War II ended, <coughs> things are going to be different. And, and so that's why I just like, I mean, you have Marvel and DC trying to build these big universes and now, what is it? Universal's doing it with their monsters and some other company tried to do it with King Arthur and they can that. And so they, they try and make all these big universes but i feel like quentin tarantino was the first one successfully i think too and i mean of course the old horror movies did that but like to do a modern kind of take on that that doesn't rely on licensed characters right doesn't rely on oh i love this and oh my gosh it's you know i i want to see iron man fight the hulk doesn't rely on that it's just cool movies that can all exist in the same universe that can all kind of roll together based on names and this sounds good I liked it. So you gave it a rent it? I gave it a rent it. It's pretty good. It was good. All right. I would see that on stage. I would too. Like, and I would say, don't say that word. You you would sit there in the front row with your little bell on the stage and be like, what's that? And then someone would be like, F. And you'd be like, bing. F, F, F. Bing, 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 bing. They'd, they'd kindly escort me out. <laughs> it's probably okay. Not, probably not. Yeah. It's okay. I'm a teacher. It's okay. I'm a teacher. Um. So, all right. So should we talk about... Just a little, we don't need to recap everything, but if you need some great merchandise, Zazzle.com slash KTMA show. Yep. We have a Facebook page, Kid Tested Mother Approved. We have an email. KTMA show at gmail.com. Would you give me a look? I thought you wanted me to. I was breathing. Oh, (laughs) KTMA show at gmail.com. That is our email. And we have Patreon. Patreon, KTMA show, patreon.com slash KTMA show. And... Uh, this next well, okay, you, you looked at me like you wanted me to do it. Do you want to do it? No. Oh, also, we got a listener from Vietnam. Well, hello, Vietnam. Hey, what's up? Can I? What? No, I'll just say, hello, Vietnam. Thank you oh, so no, much for it. listening. No, do the, do the thing. Do the thing. I'm not going to do the thing. I'm going to do it if you don't do it. No, because it, it might be offensive. We don't want to be rude. I don't think it's offensive. We don't want to be rude. Good afternoon, Vietnam. You get it? So you thought I was about to do it. Oh, I was going to do it. Okay. Okay, do it. No. Okay. So talk about... Good morning, Vietnam. My name is Dawn. It's me. I'm the one doing this joke. Good morning, Vietnam. So if it's offensive, only get mad at me. I'm Dawn. Send an email to KTMA Show if you're upset. It's me, Dawn, the mom. Mom, why why did you say that? (laughs) Yeah. Y'all know that wasn't me. That was... Why'd you do that, Mom? Okay. Anyway, so what are we going to... What what movies are we going to watch next week? Next week, we actually have a Patreon uh, subscriber. Yay! Thank you so much. Yes. I really... We really do appreciate it. I say I, but of course, both of us do. Absolutely. And Um, what is this Patreon's name? Well, I know him as uh, Dex from Twitch. Okay. Which I don't know what that is. Well, you kind of. No, I don't. His name is Andrew. 
And oh, Andrew, thank you so much. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew has given us uh, enough to be a you know on the level of getting his own episode. And Andrew has given us probably the, I want to say the most interesting theme we've ever gotten. I can honestly say I've never ever watched this kind of film before. No, and I, because I, here's the thing. Here, it's French dystopian, which is like a, I didn't even know that was a genre. No, and I'm. I want to say just based on like what Google told me mm-hmm. that Emil, Emilia, Emil, Emil, yes, Emi, me, 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 Emilia. It's Manamana. but if there's an, no. Oh, that's the Muppets. Amelia, but there's no A on the end. Amelie. Uh, Amelie is how it's pronounced. Amelie. Is that French dystopia? I don't know. That's a good one. Google, I've seen Google that Google was one. just like, you're looking up this movie. Do you like this one? You've seen that? I've seen it, yeah. Because when I worked, when you guys were younger and I worked at Blockbuster, I saw everything that came out so then I could recommend. Hey, kids, remember Blockbuster? No, you don't because... Okay, wait. so for those of you that are young... Wait, when did Blockbuster come out? When did Blockbuster go out of business? I don't know, but Blockbuster was a video store, a video chain. That's where you would go rent your videos. Yes, they were videos, not DVDs. 2014. Oh, they had so, DVDs. Well, yeah, but mostly it was videos and then you know, it switched you, to DVDs. You know what else they had? Huh. N64 games. Yeah, well, yeah. And systems. So, because I was teaching, but the school that I worked at didn't work in the summer, so I had to supplement... You know, our income, I stayed home with you guys and your dad worked. And then I worked nights at Blockbuster. And it was super cool. You guys thought I was cool because I got five free rentals a week, which included video games. Yeah, that was the best part. And I got to see the movies before they came out. Um, I've always been a movie person. I've always liked movies. And people would come in and say, oh, you know that new movie that came out with, um, you know, that guy? And you'd be like, oh, William H. Macy? Yeah, Yeah, I love Mystery Men. Yeah, well, they would say, go talk to that lady over there because she knows her movies. So, it, yeah, I don't know why we started talking about Blockbuster, but I forgot. I what made was. a joke about you being Oh, old. Amelie. No, but Amelie. Amelie. So, anyway, French dystopian? Yeah. Okay, so what movie are you watching, Ruben? I am watching Delicatessen. And, hey, Ruben, do me a favor. Yeah. Read a, read the blurby. Read the, well, I gotta Google it. Well, Google it and read the blurby because I think it's because... Probably only Andrew knows about these films. Oh, I'm Honestly, sure. No, that, I'm sure that 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 you think some of our listeners have ever oh, heard of, of these. That's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, no. Of the people that listen to our podcast, and oh, thank boy. you guys for listening. Yeah, anybody, I appreciate it. So, oh, is it a long blurby? Just no. read a little blurby. Delicatessen is a French 1991 post-apocalyptic black comedy film directed by oh boy, that's a- Jean-Pierre Junet and Marc Caro, starring Dominique Pignon and. Karen Villard. Okay, Villard. you don't have to read all their names. Because... Uh, it was released in North America as presented by Terry Gilliam. Of course, that makes Who's sense. Who's Terry Gilliam? He's the. Uh... Is he a? Is he a? Um, I forgot what that's called. Okay. Oh, you know what? Andrew told me this, and I totally zoned. Like its successor, The City of Lost Children, it was an homage to the works of Gilliam. Uh, I would say Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but but Monty isn't Terry Gilliam part of Monty Python? Yes. Okay, uh, and I'm watching The City of Lost Children. Yeah. So they so kind of go together. Of, okay. So um, we should probably watch them together then, huh? Yeah. Um, okay. But, so it's in this, it's an homage to Gilliam. Gilliam did Brazil. He also did the... So it's going to be a little quirky. Oh, it's weird. Well, and... Terry Gilliam is... We don't the, mean that in a bad way. No, Andrew. no. It, in the best way, Terry Gilliam is weird. Okay. Like, it's... Quirky. <laughs> but it, the thing is, I don't say weird is in a negative. Like, okay. Like, it's just... 
it's like, all right, man, we're going on this ride. Let's do it. So like, which one came out first? Uh, Delicatessen. So then we should watch yours first and then mine? Yeah. Well, now I want to Google. Well, I don't want to Google because I can just click it. But City of Lost Children. Yes, I'm watching City of it, which sounds a little scary. It's sounds the same, about same a, two people. Okay. So, so it's then, not even just like one of them. It's the it's same, the same okay. two dudes. So we'll watch yours first and then mine. Yeah. Um, but it's about a man who kidnaps children and steals their dreams. Something like that. But Ron sounds... Perlman's the good guy. Oh, well then, okay. And Ron Perlman's in it. So that, And we just saw him tonight. Hold on. On Wikipedia, there's a video game. Oh, well, like, that's it's okay. Like, there's a video, a video game based on the film was released in the United States for PC and PlayStation? Huh. Cool. So that's what we're going to be watching. You're watching Delicatessen, but I'm going to watch it, too. And, and City I'm, of Lost Children, and, and gonna you're going to watch it, too. too. Well, great. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for sponsoring us and yeah, for giving us this these great... I'm really interested. It'll be interesting. This reminds me of when we did the silent film week. Right. This is kind of something that you and I, this is not something we would pick. Uh -uh. And that's why I love like when we get emails or when we get Patreon (coughs) subscribers because it's not me and mom going, yeah, I could pick a movie for this theme. It's you guys going. It's really fun to have someone else pick them. Like if we didn't ask for suggestions. Right. We could do a thousand episodes of this show. Uh Uh-huh. We could get to the, till there's like only like two movies left to watch. <laughs> we would never pick the theme of French dystopian. No. And I have to tell you, um, if you and I, well, you might have made me watch it, but I think that I never would have watched Reservoir Dogs. It, and I never would have watched Pump Up the Volume. Which, exactly. I would have never even known that existed. So it's great. So, yeah. you know, be a Patreon or send us an Just email, email us. and yeah. give us some ideas if you've got movies that you think we'd. Should watch. Somebody somebody asked me that, and I don't know if I've explained this on the yeah, show. I think I'm you sure did a couple of episodes. The difference ago. between an email and a Patreon. Yes. Email, please send us a theme. Uh, we'll we'll pick a movie for each other. We're a Patreon. It doesn't even have to be a theme. Nope. You could just say, Don, you're watching Spy Kids three, and Ruben, you're watching. I've already seen it. Ruben, you're watching Jaws. Right. Don't pick that. He loves that movie. Nah. What's well, that? Somebody actually asked if they supported us. Could they? Could they make you? watch the play which is coming to the bay area singing yeah. in the rain and then i have to watch the play book of mormon which i don't <laughs> yeah, i don't think i would like that very much oh my gosh oh so any, i love i love going to things that are controversial and seeing if people walk out right i would have a front row seat to being like is mom just gonna leave well like, i have walked out of place before no way what have you walked out of uh place and that's okay really not, not like big place just little place so that's okay. Sometimes you have to. Really? Yeah, but we always wait till there's an intermission. Okay, or, no, no, no. Well, that's no I mean, no, I've walked out in the middle of it. You were just like, this children's more... music, this children's no, 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 musical no. theater adaptation of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas no, is garbage, and no. I'm leaving. No, it was a play that I saw with a friend, and... Um, I love how polite you're trying to be about it. I am like, being polite. You don't want to say the name of the play. Well, because I don't remember the name of the play. Grease, Grease 2. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was... No. But it was kind of like, okay, if they do this one more time, we're out of here. And we were. And there was another play that we went to It see. was weird that it was an all, like, adult, so everyone was over the age of 60. So it was all a senior musical of... Susical the musical, but everyone was it just was naked. Not. No, everyone was just no, naked, and no. they were like, if they, inter- if they do this stupid Horton joke again, I'm out. Yeah, it was none of that. And then there was a movie, um, I'm sorry, a play that I saw, and at the intermission, about half of the audience left. Because it was, it was, it was that, performed bad or because the play was bad? 
The answer to that would be yes to both. It was performed bad, and the play was bad. Because I was wondering where you went when I was a kid doing musical theater. I was like, intermission? Where did mom go? She must no. be getting me snacks or something. Yeah, no, I oh, was theater always... theater got really empty. I hope mom's didn't get lost or something. No, I never left for your place. Anyway... So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do French dystopia next week. Yeah. And then after that, we'll have another theme. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like pretty pumped for next week. It'll be interesting. All right. Well, thanks for listening. All right. We'll see you later, guys. Bye. Bye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Well, if you don't want to go home, you can go to soundcloud.com slash superemployedinc. That's I-N-C as in incorporated because Taylor, who you might remember from the San Diego Comic-Con wrap-up episode, and myself have started a new podcast called Super Employed Inc. where we give real-world jobs to fictional characters. So what we do is we go to Craigslist or any other job listing site and we pick a job and then we each pick a fictional character that we think would be the best performer at that job and then we argue about it for an hour. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's definitely not for everybody. Uh, so if that does sound interesting, the first episode, which is up right now, is uh it's between doc brown from back to the future and miss frizzle from magic school bus at who would be the better uber driver so if you want to hear two grown men argue about characters from their childhood go ahead and check that out one more time at soundcloud.com slash super employed inc